Welcome to another episode of Simply Sales and Marketing. Today we have, she's former sales loft, co-founder of SDRs of Germany. She splits her time between London and Berlin. She talks about SDRs, sales, prospecting, the dark market. Welcome to the show, Mattia Schaper. Thank you very much, Charlotte. I'm delighted to be here and spend my Monday evening with you. Oh, fantastic. And I just want to mention uh, what one thing that really impressed me about you and what stands out on LinkedIn is you are a boxer. You won the national title at York Hall. Tell us quickly about how that sort of relates to being in sales, because I want to also talk about the fact that you were at Sales Loft. Um, you then went and formed your own company. Um, so, so tell us about sort of the boxing and then tell us how you got, you know, what, what made you want to create SDRs of Germany? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think um, because I was in sales, I started boxing. As anyone knows who's been in SDR, being in SDR is, is, is a hard job, right? Like you get yeah. more no's than you get yes. And especially in the beginning, when you start um, as, as, as like a, a SaaS SDR, it was terrible. Honestly, I've, I've never faced so much rejection in my life before. And then one day I was walking past this, this boxing studio next to my house and I saw all of them box and I was like, oh, I really want to do this because I had a really shit day cold calling. Um, and then the next day I went there and I was like, hey, can I can I join? And they were like, yes. And then ever since then, I went there almost six times a week every time. Like I finished work and, you know, sometimes I had a good day, sometimes I had a bad day, but I always went there and I let everything else out and it, it, it helped me to refocus. And then because I was there six times a week, at some point, my coach was like, hey, do you want to fight? We have a fight night coming up. Like, I think you can do this. You've been here long enough. And I sort of said yes, um, not really knowing what to expect, but it was definitely one of the best experiences in my life. And I think sports and especially sports like, you know, judo and karate and, and boxing is, is such a wonderful way for salespeople to, to find their balance again and to let everything out. It really, really, really helped me with my mental health and help on my performance as as an SDR. What was the other question you asked? Ah, the how I went from 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 being an SDR to um, forming my own company. I, yeah. I I I do believe in in disruptive entrepreneurship, um, and and that was basically what happened, right? I was I was a Dach SDR as you mentioned at Salesloft. I was the only SDR um, that spoke German. We had zero marketing material in German. No one ever coached me on how to prospect Germany. And I realized quite quite early on that the Dach market is really, really different to, to the US and to the UK. And then when I went online and I looked for, for places to educate myself on how to do my, my job better, I didn't find anything. And that was sort of when, when that idea came up of if there if I'm the one that if I'm someone that's struggling as a Dach SDR and I can't find any coaching then there must be other people that have the exact that are going through the exact same thing and then i opened my company that is focused predominantly on on bringing german speaking salespeople together and coaching them and and creating a safe space where they can learn and interact with each other um yeah that's how it came about i that's love great. it and so you you say the the german market is different can you give us an example how much it differs from say the uk Ah, it's 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 so many things, right? Even even simple things of 
in the UK, we ask people, oh, hey, how are you? And we don't really expect an answer back. Whereas in Germany, if we ask someone, hey, how are you? We expect an answer back. And I remember when I moved to the UK and people would ask me, hey, how are you? I'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, just broke up with my boyfriend. And people were like, "Mm, that's not really what you answered to how are you? (laughs) Because in German, I'm not used to it, right? So even calling someone on the phone and, and starting the cold call with, Hey Dennis, how are you? Is something that we wouldn't be able to do in Germany. So, so even the conversation opening would be completely different in Germany than than it is in in the UK or in the US. Or, you know, small talk, something that in the UK and the US we do a lot, whereas in Germany we hate we hate small talk. Like we want to get to the point. Tell me why you're calling me and how you can help me, and then I'll see if if I if I want to invest my time into that. So it's. Even doing a cold call and doing an email is, is is just culturally very different if you want to have success. I know so many US SDRs who are um, who are frustrated because they can't prospect or they, they're not having any success in Dach. And I'm always like, yes, because you're prospecting them like you prospect your people in the US. You can't do that. You can't mm. use the same strategies in Dach. It's, it's, it's an entirely different market. Yeah, fascinating. And it's something that... I've always sort of held close because I've sold to lots of different cultures. So I've sold, you know, I've sold to North America, Canada, um, and also European, you know, diff- speaking different languages as well, mm. Spanish, Portuguese. And it is very different. And I feel that what we see coming out on LinkedIn is just, you know, this is SaaS selling and this is how you must sell in every single market. And no one's really talking about the cultural differences, which is what you've, you know, you sort of mentioned that there is a difference and there's a completely a different approach that you have to take depending on which market you're speaking to. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think especially in the U S that, you know, I mean, the U S and Europe is so different, right? In the U S everyone speaks American English, where in Europe we have multiple different languages. So I feel like, especially when I talk to, to Americans, they have more difficulties than UK people, for example, to understand that. Um, And I always have to be, yeah, I always have to reiterate and say, listen, you cannot do the same thing in Dach or in Spain or in the UK than you are doing in the US. But at the same time, it's difficult, right? Like, how do you know how to prospect a German person if you don't speak any German? And if you have, if you know nothing about our culture, very difficult thing. Mm. Yeah. And so then, so you took the plunge. I mean, quite, quite an amazing thing to do. You started your own company. I mean, how did that go at the beginning? I mean, it wasn't quite from scratch because you'd built up quite a big personal brand and that played a really big part, didn't it, in, in making the move? Yeah, for sure. I mean, to, to be honest, in, in the beginning, my, my community, which is called SDRs of Germany, it was a rather it was a rather selfish thing because uh, as you guys said I was I was an SDR at Sales Loft and I was selling sales technology to sales leaders and we didn't have any marketing in Germany so I thought okay if I make this community I can get better because I speak to 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 more people and um, and and we can sort of learn together but at the same time I will then also have a brand in Germany so. I wouldn't care anymore that we don't have any marketing materials in German. I would just put them into the community and then everyone would know me from that community and it would be very easy to sell Salesloft to them because they would know me in Germany and I would make Salesloft a brand in Germany. So in the beginning, I I didn't want to do cold calls as much anymore and sending emails. I just 
wanted to build brand awareness through value and for sales love through this community. Um, mm -hmm. So for me, that was really just a lead generation machine at the beginning. And um, I remember when we launched in January, I thought I, I, I would have been happy with 10, 15 people joining the community because, yeah, for me, it was a long term game. And I didn't really have any at that point. I didn't I, I, I didn't want to make this a full on business just yet. Well, and, and I didn't even think about that, to be fair. And then sort of like the first day, 500 people um, joined the community and, and we got the first sort of like sponsorships, inquiries, and p companies were asking us um, if, if we can advertise roles there because it was difficult. It is still difficult to find German-speaking salespeople. And then sort of like I was thinking, okay, so then there there is demand and people want to pay me for this community. Um, and then I just continued to grow. I, I didn't have to do much at SalesLoft anymore because I would reach my target every fourth day of the month or every fifth day of the month because so many inbounds I generated through this community. And I had a lot of time building out the community and sales love was very happy with that that i was very grateful that they they never said mm, Mattia, what are you doing there you should send more emails you should do more calls they just sort of let me do my thing um because wow. i think they realized that, that that was the best the best way for them because now sales love is a big brand in germany right and that was just because of the community but yes obviously my my personal brand um contributed a lot to that i i always say i don't think i would be where i am right now with without me starting to post on linkedin um which is quite funny because i i i i was never like oh i now want to become a sales influencer i just wanted to share my journey and i thought everyone that's posting on linkedin is just posting about how successful they are and um, yeah. how great they are right it's like it's social media in the end of the day it's it's how people only post their good pictures on instagram so they only post their big good career milestones on 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 linkedin and in the beginning that was always intimidating to me because i was sitting there with like a 0.5 percent reply rate on my cadence and everyone was saying how how they're hitting their targets here and there so i started writing about how i felt as a new sdr and um how I, I was feeling when I got rejected and stuff like that. And it, it resonated a lot with people because everyone that is in sales knows how that feels, right? How yeah. how um, that can affect your mood as well when you go on LinkedIn and everyone's doing great and you're not even reaching your own target. So um, I think that's when it kind of started um, my personal brand. And it was really just a way to therapize myself. But it was great because... Until this day, I, I have not spent a penny on marketing, doing my business and everything that um, that I'm achieving at the moment is just coming from that. And I've never even invested any money into it, mm. which um, wow. is quite good. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. And you've taken sort of that. What I noticed with your posts when I first started seeing them is you are very raw and very vulnerable and you know, you, you are being you. And that's incredible that you went, you know, you had a 0.5% reply rate on your cadence. So you thought, well, I'm going to start sharing how I feel and, you know, sales is tough. And and this is what really resonates, isn't it? When you, when you put this kind of content on LinkedIn and so many people still don't understand how that works. Um, you know, maybe it's fear that holds them back, isn't it? Fear of how their colleagues might perceive them or, or you know, the rest of the... And, and, and moving sort of through that, you know, this is an example of what good is happening in sales and what, what good is happening in marketing. What do you think, Matthias, should stop in sales and marketing if it was down to you tomorrow? 
Well, I think the the thing that that's always or that that really surprised me when when because I mean I, I I had finished my bachelor's in 2020 and then moved straight into sales. So I had no experience in like the corporate world whatsoever. And I always thought it was very weird that, especially in the UK, where everyone's quite open compared to like the Dach region, for example, and everyone's quite funny and everyone goes out for drinks, right? And like everyone's quite casual. But in sales, then we write super corporate emails with no jokes included. And um, <laughs> it, it's so, and it, it, emails and cold calls being so cold and professional. Um, and, and in the beginning, I thought I have to do the same, right? And I would write, dear Mr. or sir, I am Matthias Sharper and I am offering these and those services. And I would read them and be like, whoa, anyone could have written this email, right? Like there's nothing in, in this email or in this cold call or in this LinkedIn message that shows that that's me and that's coming from from me as Matthias. It could have come from a million other salespeople. And um that was that sort of turned into my mission, making sales a bit more human again and and not being afraid to make people laugh in your in your email. Like if I don't know if you've seen, but I post a lot of like meme content, for example. I, I started sending memes to prospects just because I understood that making them laugh and making them realize that I'm a human and not just some sort of bot that is sending out thousands of emails to 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 random people that that was actually the thing that really worked. Um, so I think in general, focusing less on, on vanity metrics such as SDRs or salespeople should make 50 or 60 cold calls a day and sending thousands of emails, we should we should leave out all those vanity metrics and concentrate on on qualitative good outreach and outreach yeah. that is also fun for not only for us to do, but for the prospect to receive. So if I could change it, I would stop all the vanity metrics and tell people just be yourself within your outreach. And if that means you can only send 10 emails, but convert nine of them into meetings rather than sending a thousand emails and having a 0.5% reply rate, I think that would be much better for the overall sales organization. Just going back to, to being human and you know, I always say I, I'm the biggest fan of technologies and and um, automation and stuff like that when we use it right. But I had the feeling that over the last years, especially with the pandemic coming up, we just overused all of those technologies and, and we made shortcuts and sending out templates and recall first name and personalization when that's really not personalization, right? Like cutting yeah. <laughs> back on the technology or using them intentionally, but still keeping that human element. I think that is the number one thing that I would change within the sales development world. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And memes, you know, they definitely do. You see some funny ones on LinkedIn, but sending them to a prospect. I think a lot of people, a lot of salespeople are nervous, aren't they? Uh, hmm. Especially if you, like me, you know, I've worked in old fashioned sort of corporate uh, companies and you know just I mean I think with uh, with a lot of corporate companies it's still this I hope you're well you know a hundred percent yeah that's a good point do, do you find it still has an impact if you're reaching out to how can we put it elderly more senior people or do, does it still have a positive impact I mean I'm I'm I'm, I'm 
I'm not saying it works with everyone, right? Like I've definitely sent a meme already and people said, oh, this is unprofessional. But that happens all the time, right? You will, with no strategy whatsoever, will you reach 100% of people? You will always have the one person that says, oh, this is too casual or this is too professional. Like you'll never be able to please everyone with your strategy, right? But I think it's quite funny how often... I coach SDRs and I tell them, why are you sounding so cold and robotic within your email? Put a meme in there, crack a joke. Why don't you? And I can see the fear on their faces. They're like, oh, but but no, but what if I get a bad email back? And I'm like, but at the moment, you're not getting any email back. So hmm. even if you just get one email back, bad email back, that, that, that doesn't really mean anything. And there's so many studies that show that, that humor connects people and 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 um we release dopamine and and endorphins and all of these things when we laugh and that makes us bond with our prospects and that makes us human so just give it a try and yes there might be some certain certain industries whereas like if you sell to sales leaders might work better than if you sell sell to cfos but in the end also the cfos are just people i i i i'm friends with a couple of cfos and they would love to get a meme but everyone is just prospecting them boring they're like being so 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 boring where they're like oh i I don't even want to read those emails they're also people even though they work in more traditional industries so i always say just you know just try it out like if it actually doesn't work and you have that one industry where it's really unprofessional to do it. At least you'll know after you try, but not, not I teach uh, or I coach SDRs from all industries, selling to CTOs, to CFOs, to, to, to tradition, traditional German industries. And I've never heard back that it doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely you have to try it. Right. And so that's had an impact. You talk about being authentic and honest. I mean, what, is it continue to go that way? What do you see as the future? You know, what direction is it going to continue to take? Yeah, I think uh, I think SDRs so often are, are are focused on their products and on being professional. When really, I think we need to we need to shift that. And especially with SDRs or with people that have just started in the SaaS industry, we need to show them what their prospects day look looks like most of the sdrs that are reaching out to cfos they've actually they have no idea what a cfo goes through or a cmo goes through i think we have to we that shift is going to come into let's not talk about the product not talk about the feature because as much as we see it on linkedin and as much as people post about it in reality most companies have horrendous sales emails and they still are very much focused on on features and 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 feature dumping rather than on what why should i invest my time with you with that value messaging so i think that whole approach really 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 needs to change and we need to start investing time into what problem am i focusing and how is the cmo feeling when he gets my email and what triggers him why is he investing time like now that i have co-founder on my linkedin i get so many sales emails and they are so bad as only <laughs> you know I'm, I'm always like it this this can't be reality guys like why would i take a 30 minute meeting after you've sent me and a whole essay about all the things that you were doing completely 
unrelated to me. Like I think we're still when we when most people talk about sales emails, they still talk about marketing emails. And I love marketing emails; they're great. But I always say marketing is contact content and sales is context. So if you are not personalizing your sales email to me, then you are writing a marketing email. And I think Mm -hmm. that completely needs to shift. I love it. Marketing is content, sales is content, context. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And yeah, those messages that come through, like especially in mail, paragraphs, walls of text, no personalization and relevance. Like, no, goodbye. Um, yeah, it's a complete waste of time. I'm like, because I, I see the fear when I talk to SDRs where, and I tell them, you need to take your time to, to write this email. And they're like, but I need to send a hundred emails a day. I, I, I can't afford to make that research and stuff like that. And it's so difficult to explain to them that you don't need to write a hundred emails, leave those vanity metrics behind and actually focus on those 10 20 emails that you send a day because you will have so much more fun but it's so ingrained in sdrs and in in the sales development world that activity is king and and no one is looking at conversion because if we'd be looking at conversion no one would do quantity anymore everyone would just do quality it's 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 quite complex and i still haven't figured out especially because i talk to i talk to so many you know older sales leaders that yeah have prospected 20 years ago and they tell me no but I want them to do 100 calls a day and I'm like this might have worked 20 years ago but nowadays with with everything that we've been through with the advancement of technology with with so many more competitors on the market it doesn't work anymore like it's crazy because so many SDR teams are being led by people that have not been on the ground in the last 20 years. So it's very, very, very difficult for those SDR teams to be successful. And I think that just needs to change. I think that's the number one argument that I always tell people when they tell me, but you're only 26. Why do you think you can open like a sales development consultancy? And I'm like, well, yes, I don't have 20 years of experience, but you have zero experience in the modern B2B (laughs) sales world, right? You have not been on the ground. You don't know because even when I was selling sales love, people would tell me, but back in my day, I only had like my phone book and I would just call and that was fine. Why do I need to invest in something like sales love now? And I'm like, because you, if you would be on the ground right now, you would scream for something like sales loft. You would, you would say, I am not working here anymore if I have to use this outdated tech stack. So I think that connection between sales leaders today that are leading those teams and, and the people that are actually on the ground, they're so far away from each other that it becomes very difficult to make those teams successful. Absolutely. And you said it, you know, nailed it on the head they have less experience they might have you know a sales leader might have 20 years experience or more but if you don't have experience in modern b2b and if you don't adapt and if you know you're not agile and using some of these sort of technology sales tech tools which are great then you know what what do you know essentially you know it's changing isn't it you've got to be ready for that change yeah. and the great show we always ask before we wrap up what's one tip matia that you've got for our audience that they can take away to our listeners that they can action tomorrow. Interesting. You should have prepared me for this. Um, <laughs> again, I, I, I said this to the SDRs that I was doing a workshop with today. Personalize your subject lines. 
because you and, and, and there's been studies that back this up by um, 47 percent of prospects open or decide to reply to an email just based on the subject line and if you personalize that subject line you have a 50 percent higher chance of getting a reply most people just use weird subject lines generic subject lines and i can tell every time i get a sales email into my inbox and it just has a generic subject line. I just delete it straight away because I know that that email isn't tailored to me. So if there's one thing that I always tell SDRs is please personalize your subject line because that will make a massive difference in your reply rate. Yeah, fantastic. Love a bit of personalization. I just want to drop this in because we, we talked about it before we came on air. But Matteo, um, so we were talking about selling to governments nothing really connected to what we're talking about now but <laughs> you sold air purifiers to the houses of parliament which i thought was fantastically funny we just talked a little bit about bureaucracy didn't we in procurement and how long deal cycles are but that's a fascinating fact about Matia that i didn't know that i discovered before we came on air it was quite funny actually because when, when when that deal happened so that was like a, a side a side hustle that i had during my time as an sdr at sales loft and people always kept asking me like oh like we are, we're going to promote you to AE. Like when do you want to become an AE? Like you're so such a great SDR. And I was always like, oh yeah, I wanted to become an AE. And then I did that deal with the House of Parliament for the air purifiers. And after that, I was like, do you know what? I don't want to become an AE because it it was just such a pain. And I realized that for me, it's it's so much more fulfilling to get new business in and then leave all the complicated stuff to my AE. And I just go on the next hunt and I get that adrenaline again rather than, you know, having to talk to 100 MPs in the House of Parliament to, to sell them some <laughs> air purifiers. Um, yeah, so people always wonder why I didn't go down the AE route. And that deal with the House of Parliament was the reason why I did <laughs> not decide to become an AE. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Don't become an AE. Almost. Um, where can people find you, Matia? You are on LinkedIn. You have a fantastic personal brand and I really enjoy seeing your posts. Um do you wanna do you wanna give us your where can we find you? Yeah, always always on LinkedIn. I always say um if it's really urgent, send me an email at materiasofgermany.com because my, my LinkedIn gets crazy at times and it sometimes takes me a couple of days to get back to people. So if it's urgent an email if it can wait a couple of days, always on LinkedIn. I try to get back to everyone. Um, but again, personalized subject lines help because if I see a generic subject line, I, uh, most of the times I just assume it's sales and, and I don't uh, react to it. But um, people that have like a really cool in-mail subject line, I always reply to them because I think, I think it's really cool and it jumps into my eyes straight away. So yes, LinkedIn always, or if it's urgent, Matthias of Germany.com. Fantastic. Great stuff. To all our listeners, leave us a rating, give us a review, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like, give us feedback and we'll see you on the next show.